record. Now I'm recording. Had to check that button. Mm -hmm. Hey, pals. Hey, buddies. Welcome Welcome to to the the Hybel Study. Study. The only time where the terms God and stoned actually lead to a good time. If you haven't listened before, awesome! We are a couple of former Christians, and what we like to do here is hash out what more realistically could be happening in these Bible stories. And ultimately what these characters might have been experiencing while living through all of this. Because we still know that there are great spiritual takeaways in this big book. But those have been muddled in way too much dogma for 2,000 years now. So... Feel free to get your Bibles out, follow along. Or like in church, just listen and take our word as fact. Her name's Mary, my name's Justin. Now that that's out of the way, what you having today? This is, hold on, hold on. I'm holding on. Green, it's green something, green, I think it's green runts. So this one is probably the same, like comes from the same family as like (laughs) green crack and all those so, I don't really know where it stands. I think it's more of a sativa. Um, Runs is typically a pretty solid hybrid, mm-hmm. but I found like most of the green strains I've smoked are like green crack. They're fucking sativas, and also this gives me so much. <laughs> this gives me like body anxiety, Ooh. which you know it happens sometimes. It's it's there. It happens. It's fine. I don't love it. I don't love it. But whatever. What What is body anxiety <laughs> for you? So when I get into like, when I start having anxiety, um, I say start having like I ever stop having anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> um, when I start having more intense anxiety, um, my body physically feels kind of restless. Like when you go into fight or flight mode and you feel kind of fluttery. I feel like I have some sense of urgency for something that doesn't exist, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like, I have to do the thing, but I don't know what the thing is. I have to do a thing. What thing do I need to do? (laughs) And then my body is almost in, like, this panic because it's like, oh, my God, we aren't doing the thing. But there's nothing to do because there's no source of the anxiety because it's not (laughs) – because it's fake. It's fake anxiety. Well, then you could do anything. That's when you could knit or whatever you feel is important. No, it doesn't work that way. Because then I still, like, while I'm doing those things, I still have that sense of, oh my god, why am I doing this instead of the thing? Well, you keep doing that until you figure out what the thing is. And you're like, oh, okay, I can do that. Well, but when it's it's really just body anxiety Mm -hmm. from from weed, there isn't actually anything. (laughs) So there's nothing to really do for that. It's kind of just something you ride out, but that's okay. I'm having another element thing. This one's a mouthful. It's Cushman's X Watermelon Skittles. <gasps> yeah, that sounds yummy. <laughs> that sounds wonderful. I've never heard of watermelon Skittles, but all the Skittles strains are so mm-hmm. good. I've had, I mean, you, you know tropical Skittles. That one's a good one. Mandarin Skittles, too. Ugh. Yep. 
So. And Cushman's, I know, is a good strain, so I bet that's fantastic. I haven't had this yet, so, I mean, I really don't know. But, I mean, I'm sure it's well, great. Yeah, we're about to find out. It's it's like this Yummy. crystalline junk. <laughs> oh, I couldn't see the crystalliness. Mm-hmm. Nice. It looks like really old honey. I like that. I like that. That looks yum. What does it smell like? Does it smell piney and, and citrusy? It smells like weed. <laughs> I have a terrible <laughs> nose. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, it's got now tell me diesel this- and piney and a lollipop. What the heck is a lollipop? I don't know what that one would be. Is it just candy? Cause... Uh, I imagine it's just sweet. Yeah. But I want to know what terpene it is. <laughs> Well, it's 3.15% terpene. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. I find a lot of concentrates are in the 1% range. Is that a live resin? It is. I fucking knew it. <laughs> oh, it's the weird one that I don't know how to pronounce. It starts with an O. Onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. Osamine, I think. I'm sorry, guys. I know I'm oh. I'm the terpene girl. I don't know how to say this one. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Osamine. Akamine. Maybe. I think... Hmm. Look it up. Oh. Pronunciation guy says osamine. Osamine. So, there we go. Hell yeah. And apparently, it has uplifting effects, is an anti-convulsant, anti-inflammatory antiviral antifungal and anti-tumor that's solid sweet we got that rolled up nicely that means it's time we refer to the bible our current study follows a possible chronological order of jesus's ministry throughout the gospels of matthew mark luke and john this is episode number 24 we have done a lot of this yeah we have well, there's a lot to the life of Jesus. Now let's start this by remembering what happened last time. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. So, the disciples were asking how to pray, and Jesus teaches them the, with the Lord's Prayer. And there's that, that whole, um, the persistent friend parable. And then Jesus dines with some Pharisees, and they get all offended. <laughs> Yeah, he calls them hypocrites and, you know, but what's new? What's new? Oh, and then there was the whole thing about how, like, this whole generation is evil. And Jonah was the sign for the last generation, but Jesus is the sign for this generation. And it's sad because the people of Jonah's time listened to him based on his sermons. And the people of Jesus's time are literally speaking to Jesus and seeing his miracles and don't seem to get it. So he's like, y'all are wicked. My question to that is like, how long ago was Jonah to Jesus? Because then if (gasps) if they already had their Jonah, then it's like, how many generations inside this generation have to live until we get to Jesus to be their sign? Right, which makes me wonder... Why don't we get assigned? Because it, isn't it just there's Jonah, then Jesus, and then fucking tribulation? Hey, we could be the sign. 
We could be the sign. <laughs> Are we the coming of... <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'm not doing that. Not doing that. <laughs> I can't even joke. I can't even joke. It's too ingrained in me to not joke about that shit. Sorry, I'm looking up to see how long before... Yeah. Uh, how far apart they were. 900 years. Wow. So, yeah. 900 years. Well, okay, you know. Yeah. Jonah came and was like, hey, stop what you're doing. And the people stop what they're doing. So then there's a grace period where it's like, you know, it kind of got better for a while. And then it's like, okay, well, now it's bad again. Yeah. You know why? Because you need consistency. <laughs> consistency is important. And if we are God's children, he's not being very consistent with us. Like, you can't just step in and be like, hey, this is bad. When things get really bad one time and then just not talk about it until it gets really fucking bad 900 years later, you know? And now, 2,000 years later from that, (laughs) (laughs) things are really effed up. Things are really effed up and we haven't heard anything since then. We just have not heard anything since then. It's been 2,000 years. We have an absent father. Okay? I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyways, so that happened last week. Last episode. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, today we have the first section in Luke chapter 12, verse 13 to 21. And then this time, again, Jesus is going about his business when a dude is like, God's in town. He'll know how to deal with my brother about our father's inheritance. <laughs> Dang, that's a mouthful. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> but Jesus is like, what do I look to like to you? Deal with your own problems. And then he goes on to say to just everyone around, like, he's spoken on material gain so much, and yet all they continue to worry about is what more they can gain. Which then prompts mm-hmm. a parable about like a rich man who has so much food, all of his mini barns are like full, so he's like, I got it. I'm going to tear down all my barns and build a mega barn and then put all my food in there. So he does it. <laughs> and then the dude's like, Soul, high five. We are set for life. But little did the man know that that very night was the night that God required his soul. So that's a weird way to put it. But <laughs> I mean, that was that was exactly what I got from it. It was just that he wasn't paying attention to his spirit. He was too focused on making sure he was set for his human life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, I'm just going to be right, real up front at the beginning of this episode. There is so much verbiage in the passages that we read, like that we have read for this. That just makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's one of them. That was one of them. It's like, damn, turning God into the Grim Reaper right now. Mm-hmm. Or not even the Grim Reaper. It's more of like a Rumpelstiltskin feel that I get. Really? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like you make a deal and then it's like, oh, I require your soul. <laughs> yes, you make a deal with God to get born, but part of his magic makes you forget it all. <laughs> yeah, straight up, straight up. And then he's then when you die, that's just him claiming you back because he's like shit i need you somewhere else let's go (laughs) hey that means you get you only die when you get really good at something yeah when you've completed your your mission here whatever this goal is that we forgot when we signed this this whole 
contract with God. I mean, uh, he could also just need a body. Facts. <laughs> nothing, nothing actually leads me to believe that his intentions are good. Because I'm still under the whole idea he's a, a god of chaos. Actually, actually, I have some information for you guys. I won't go too deep because we just got started. But I follow this girl on TikTok and she has a degree in folklore and I absolutely love her. Her name is Piper. She was talking about Santa Claus and he is an egregore. And an egregore is a being that comes into to existence because of the belief of many. Literally because of stories that people believe it becomes real. And she was talking about that is what Santa is. And this whole Santa spirit is real. This Christmas time spirit is real because we have made it real. And like she was not making the comparison to God. But I'm over here like, oh my God, the Christian God is an egregore. That is <laughs> that is what it is. That's how I view it at least. Yeah, basically it only exists because people believe in it and worship it. And if people stop believing in it and worshiping it, it doesn't exist anymore. I mean, this is in like uh, preface stuff like the book of Enoch from like before the Bible kind of stuff. Like this is this is all stuff that's mentioned. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that fits as like a good categorization. And to be clear, I don't think that it's just the Christian God. I think that that's true of all deities in all religions. Because that's just wild. I mean, we we create these names and, and these personifications almost of these energies that we feel and experience that are very much just a normal part of the human experience. And they, there isn't much more to it than just <laughs> what we see. No denying that. But when we put these names and personifications to it, we are creating mm -hmm. these beings that are real. <laughs> That's why I also, as a non-Christian, believe that the Christian God is real. But I don't believe he's the only God. I believe they're all real in the same sense that, that this makes them real. But I think that's what's so interesting to me is because even before I had the words to explain why I felt that way, I have felt that way for a very long time. So when I actually stepped away mm -hmm. from Christianity, I did so still believing that that God was real. I just don't subscribe to him and his belief system and his text. I think he's so, kind of shitty as far as gods yeah. go. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, where were we at before, though? <laughs> I think we literally just did that first part. Just, we were talking about... Oh, yeah, we were talking about why... Um, <laughs> it was creepy because he was, it was, was phrased um, that he would require his soul that very night or something along those lines. Yeah. Okay. Did you have anything else for that? I didn't. I didn't really have any notes. I kind of just put a little summary mm. in my notes for it. My Bible had a note that wanted to point out that Christ refused to be a judge for the secular matter. So, you know, technically, 
I mean, he did. Yeah. He did. But I don't think it has to do with the fact that it was a secular matter. I think it was more about... Like, if Peter asked him to do this, yeah, he'd help him. Yeah. yeah. It's weird for a stranger to just ask you that, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That'd be like going to a celebrity and being like, like to some comedian, a, a well-known comedian who you've never met, meeting them on the street and being like, hey, can you come, like, perform at my kid's party? Do me a solid. I need some entertainment. You'd be like, no, that's kind of weird. But if a friend asked you that, it'd be like, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's weird. I don't think it had anything to do with the issue. <laughs> Anyways. To the next section? Yeah. Well, it's kind of the next section. It was separated in the reading, but it's really just continuing off the first part. Yeah. And that's uh, Luke chapter 12, verse 22 to 59. I actually have a lot in this one. Okay. <laughs> um, this was basically a big text of a lot of parables. Starting with, like, he's saying, you know, God provides for the ravens and he feeds them. And they don't, they don't do jack shit for, <laughs> for themselves. They don't <laughs> sow or reap anything, which is a little unfair. Ravens are actually pretty intelligent. Um, but I won't get into that right now. <laughs> but do they sow or uh, reap? I j- just... They're really intelligent. They can make. I'm not like, denying that. They can make. They make bonds with humans, and like, if you, I've heard this with ravens and with crows. So I don't know if it's mixed information or if it's true for both. I think crows are just if, low-level ravens. I kind of think you're right. So I think it's true for both. But if you get a really smart crow, I think it's smarter than a raven. Ooh. Like you know, you get little. No, savants. I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Um, (laughs) so, but ravens, they'll like, if you, if you leave them gifts, like if you, if you leave things for them, they will bring you back gifts wherever you've left Mm -hmm. them their gift. And if you keep doing that, you can build this bond with them. And like, I have read stories about people who have basically pet ravens (laughs) (laughs) and they like, I mean, they're not really, but they just, they've formed such a bond that, like, they will attack people who are, like, trying to hurt their people. And it may not be a physical material thing, but I feel like that's still sowing and reaping in mm-hmm. in a relational way. And I think that that counts. Because social sowing and reaping is very important, too. <laughs> you know, that's something... I've always thought it would be cool to do. It's just to, to like bond with a raven or a crow or something. And it's like, I don't know. I just wrote it down like, you know, why not? Freaking do it. Yeah. Do it. I I want to so bad, but I actually am waiting to do that until I own property, until I have a house. Yeah. Because I want to be where I'm going to be forever and have my little crow friends and I want that to continue for a long time (laughs) okay you you want you want a whole a whole murder 
I just want to go and, you know, befriend a city raven. A murder? <laughs> I don't want to murder anyone. I just want a bunch of friends who are ravens or crows. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to find very many ravens. I'm going to find a fuck ton of crows, though. So I just want to be friends with all the crows. I feel so emo talking about this. Like, I don't know why. <laughs> like, I, all my thoughts are, have been in black and white this whole time, and it's like... Now I'm like, no, no, there's color. Like, hummingbirds are really cool, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. I also, um, I really like spiders, but only from a distance, <laughs> because they still give me the heebie-jeebies. Like a so, green between you distance? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I want to live near some woods where I can have some friends who are spiders that stay in the woods. Um <laughs> Because that would be nice. Some of them are really nice. Also, the squirrels. The squirrels and the deer. Oh, really speaking like of squirrels. squirrels, though. Like, yeah. Jesus is like none of the other gods' creations. Like, you know, worries about trying to find what they need and store up or whatever. But it's like, has Jesus ever met a squirrel before? Interesting. No. Do squirrels exist in that part of the world? I don't freaking know. They exist in a lot of places. Wait, 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 what? Okay, there's a whole ass thing about how there were no squirrels in Israel, but apparently squirrels exist on every continent except, well, that does say continent. That could very much exclude that region. Oh, yeah. The Caucasian squirrel only lives directly above Israel. (laughs) Like, there's a sharp line. They keep them out because they defy this logic. And like, nope, squirrels just didn't happen. That's so funny. Oh, my God. All right. Well, that solves that. They have squirrels. Ish. Ish. (laughs) He would have encountered them. They were close enough. Maybe. I want to believe that he never encountered a squirrel because he's so sure that, like, we are the only creatures that have anxiety. And he's betting on all these other people never hearing of a squirrel before without realizing it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, but here's the other thing. Like, my cat is one of the most anxiety-riddled creatures I have ever met. And that includes all of the squirrels I've met. And, uh, you know? Cats were so popular. They got cats. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also... Also, let's be real. Well, okay, but see, every animal that's... I've ever owned has had anxiety. <laughs> I cat anxiety is more familiar to humans, and I think that's why they there's like the bond or whatever, because it's it's not like anxiety that like I must on most occasions like store up all that I can. <laughs> I don't know, man. My cat just hears something the wrong way, and he's like, "Oh my god, mm-hmm. we're all gonna die." Anyways, back to this. I'm sorry, this strain apparently keeps me off topic. <laughs> I cannot stay on topic. <sighs> after after the whole example with the ravens. Oh, I don't even know if I finished that. But like, oh. his whole point in bringing up the ravens was that like, they don't actually provide anything. They don't sow mm-hmm. or reap anything. But God makes sure that they're fed. And you are much more valuable than the birds. So you have nothing to worry about. You will be cared for. Mm-hmm. 
and uh I like that because from like I mean obviously it's a it's one of those feel good ones that's what it's for mm-hmm. it's to make you have like some inner peace um but from my uh secular point of view I see it as like I guess not even the secular point of view because it is still spiritual when I when I'm reading the bible and viewing it as a guidebook where you are you are god also that's your higher self it's just reassuring because that helps with self-love which is something that a lot of us struggle with today and uh it's one of those things where it's like you're still here you're still breathing you have your resources like you can care for yourself Mm -hmm. you can do those things it's just a comforting one i like it um so there is that and then he and he goes into uh like do not seek food seek the kingdom and food will come your heart lies with your treasure (laughs) um if your treasure is material things your your heart will not be in the kingdom but like okay that was just a quick what it says Mm -hmm. but really i see this as like a lesson in karma basically that's saying like okay don't worry about these material things don't let that be your focus because when that becomes your focus you start slipping in other ways let your focus be on in this case they're saying the kingdom on heaven Mm -hmm. in my case my spirituality growing and developing and learning and practicing and healing it's a big part of it but when you're focused on that thing, whatever that is in your life and in your your spiritual practice, like those things will just come. Those things that you focus on and get worried about and hung up on, they will come. And yeah, it's it's when you stop freaking out about it and worrying about mm-hmm. it that <laughs> that you see it it's actually gonna have a resolve. So I guess it's maybe not karma. Um I guess I kind of seems like it you go i feel on. it i feel it the way i worded it in my notes was like if you do things for the right reasons um those things will align so if you do things for the wrong reasons they won't okay mm-hmm. okay i see it it's like if for the wrong reasons it's you're putting in all of this hard work and extra time to earn extra money because your worry is money but Everything else is falling apart because you're not actually caring for yourself. You're going into overdrive, working so hard. I feel like it's kind of a karmic lesson. Mm-hmm. Kind of, maybe. I don't know. Anyways, that's what I have up until the servant stuff. See, I I, I took the, the kingdom of heaven thing as more, not physical, but physical, re, like, literally a little bit more literally um because just going on about all these animals and everything he's just like look around and realize like like this is it the kingdom of heaven you can enjoy it. you don't have to worry about it so much yeah i think you're absolutely right because like if you know the garden of eden was god's masterpiece and eden was on earth and earth would be mm-hmm. subject to the kingdom of heaven and so yeah (laughs) yeah definitely that's really interesting 
this is why I like doing these studies with you because I feel like we come at things from such a different <laughs> perspective sometimes because I'm just so, I don't know, I'm very big picture like this has to have some deeper big meaning. <laughs> <laughs> and I usually like, I cannot see it if it's just directly in front of my face. But you see it, you see the stuff that's like right that I can't see. Yeah. What's usually intended, but I just don't see. <laughs> well, that's, is it what's intended or is what yours is now what's more intended technically? I don't know. Because it's it, always having to find the deeper meaning in everything and re trying to read between the lines. You don't know where the lines actually were to read between. That's just a trauma response from my living with my mom for yeah. 20 years. <laughs> Straight up. Like overall, like this little part here, it's really sounding like Jesus just is promoting a naturalist society, which really might have been able to be a thing back then. Like, you know, just use what the earth now produces and then take only what we need, mm -hmm. you know, even whenever we need it. Yeah, straight up. Mm -hmm. I don't know how that would work now. There's too many people. Did you hear we've reached 8 billion? Yep. In the world? That's insane. It's insane. That, yeah, that's why it wouldn't work. We have too many people. Uh-huh. Also, greed and pride and ego. Those are big things. We're too, <laughs> we're too far gone to live that kind of a life now. We would need absolute apocalyptic times. Oh, to get to a place where we could live like that. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding, dude. Straight up. That is the only way I could see that happening. Like, from now going forward. I mean, is that your revelation, Mary? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the, uh, that's in the, the St. Mary book of revelations. Yeah. I mean, that's all it is. Verse 420. <laughs> <laughs> No, but that's really all it is. It's like, look, it's it's at this point, it's going to take all this to happen for you to, like, just see what's happening. Yeah, for real. Yes. That, that was it. So we'll go on to, like, the servant when you're ready. Oh, yes, the servant stuff. Okay. Okay, so there's this parable where... The master is at a wedding feast, and the servants are left home, and it's saying, blessed are those, the servants, who are awake, the master finds awake when they return home. So basically, they've done their duties, they are prepared and ready to help their master when he's home mm -hmm. do their job. See, this is where it really, like, throws me off, because there's that whole... There's this whole part about, like, if the master of the house had known um, at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have left his house to be broken into. That didn't make sense to me. It felt really out of place, because it felt like it was in the middle of a parable. <laughs> yeah, it felt like it was three, maybe three and a half different servant things, just all yeah. together. Yeah, it made it really hard for me to get because it felt like mm -hmm. it was supposed to be one and then it wasn't. He's, I think he's just firing off like examples like bam, bam, bam. Like, but they're all yeah. kind of the same thing. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, that's that's a really good way to 
look at it and explain it as lots of different examples. Because, yeah, he starts with, like, the one who is there and ready and dressed with the table set and all of that. He is the, he's blessed. He's the, the good one doing his duty. And then he goes into, like, if the master knows that a thief is going to break in, he's not going to leave his house unattended. But that's where it gets a little fuzzy to me, because I'm like, doesn't he have servants? His house isn't um, unattended. But I get it. Wait, uh, I'd, I'd want to be home to catch the bastard, too. Yeah. I, hmm. Because, like, oh, no, if you all aren't being good servants, maybe? Oh, so. That's a good point. We had another parable in a recent episode where it was talking about, like, you're going to protect your things better than anybody else because they mean the most to you, (laughs) you know? And, uh, okay, yeah, I get that. So, So we have that coming out, and then we get back to the servants being left at home. So it goes into the how, like, when the master's gone, there's the servant who says, you know, the master will be delayed and um, decides to use that to get drunk and eat the food and beat the other servants. Basically just being a giant asshole because nobody was there to hold him accountable. So might as well if the master never finds out. And uh, it says um, there will come an hour where uh, he does not expect... Him to be back, and he will come back and be cut into pieces. It's pretty horrific, TBH. Yeah, that's, you know, Robin Hood. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'll accept that. (laughs) Um, And then it goes into the other servants, the one who knew the master's will but didn't get ready. And that motherfucker is going to be beat severely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then there's the one who didn't know the master's will and didn't get ready. So they only get beat lightly, but they still get beat. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I hate it so much. I hate it. <sighs> yeah. I mean, the whole thing, it's just a lot of servants and masters and beating people (laughs) Mm -hmm. um there's a lot here there's a lot here and then i okay i also had some notes on this okay on the just the last couple of verses here even um so before i get too too into this i do not agree with spanking i personally don't will not that is my stance (laughs) but in this example here like you would not spank a child if like if there wasn't already a rule or expectation set in place like you you wouldn't go straight to spanking like there there would be a talk there would be <laughs> mm-hmm. a, you know probably a warning after that talk before you go straight to spanking but like you wouldn't you wouldn't just go straight to doing this because they should have known and so when 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 it's at the end of of this last passage here where it's the servant who didn't know so they didn't f- follow the will of their master mm-hmm. <laughs> and they still get beat like it's not as severe but they still get beat it's like 
How can you punish someone for doing something they didn't know to do? Like, that's so shitty. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that. So, there's that. No, that that is just like another part, part of the Bible. Like, like, what's happening in this story? Like, it really does show the world at Jesus's time and if if he was using this to relate to the people it's it's just a weird story that doesn't fit anymore yeah absolutely I think I think you're right it's like that story um his metaphor or parable whatever you want to call this one <laughs> um it's very much focused on what the world was like then. It's very telling about what the world was like then. Because that is just not how the world is now. I mean, there are places where that's a thing. I won't deny that or pretend that it, that's not happening. But mm-hmm. most places it is not like that. Is We've come a long way in 2,000 years. <laughs> and we still have a long ways to go, so... Here's hoping humans survive another 2,000 years. Uh, I'm going to hold out hope. Who fucking knows? We're killing our planet. But I was thinking about it like, well, like the servants are supposed to be like these public servants that take care of the, the, the community. And the master is supposed to be, you know, kind of God, but mostly just shit that happens. So it's just supposed to be what what they knew to like anything that they could expect from god any of the things that they saw was directly his work which was you know like famine and natural disasters and you know rain to water the crops like that's a good one sun you know that kind of stuff too but that's that's his like his his kind of will it's like okay well it's like jesus is like well this is going this stuff's going to happen we need to do something about this now before it happens so it's like uh I was trying to think of, like, a good example for this. Um, I don't know if it's great, but, like, what I could come up with, like, kind of like flooding, okay? You you get a house, and you don't know that the, the area is known to flooding. There There's danger or whatever, and you don't take the proper precautions or something for it. And then the, the people who are in charge of it aren't providing with enough information, aren't doing the steps, like, like okay, we're gonna have to do this anyhow. Like they're they're not doing what they should be doing in this sense, kind of thing. And then and then so yeah. you know inevitably, okay, God's will. He wants to flood an area, whatever. You know, there's a flood, and your house gets damaged, probably destroyed or whatever. You know, kind of thing. I think in that is like kind of the metaphorical sense then of the lesser beating. You didn't know God's will. You didn't know it's because it's inevitable and it's just the universe working i hate the word punish here but like you're still going to get punished for it kind of yeah okay i totally see where you're coming from on all that that makes a lot of sense like there's those those things that are just going to happen that you yeah you're right that is hard to put words to (laughs) like they're gonna happen and you can't really prepare for them but you can prepare for them so it's like there's a level of preparedness that you can have I, Uh i feel that and it's up to like you know these community leaders people like to kind of know their community and take charge in that and that's why you know they'll be beaten more severely by the universe cuz you know not only are they dealing with the damages they're also dealing with 
the backlash from all the people that hate them for not dealing with what they're supposed to be dealing with. Because, I mean, the the god outside you yeah. is still all the other people, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I really like your insight on all this. I like your take on this. Because I could mm-hmm. not... I, I just got ragey when I was reading it, so I couldn't <laughs> see it in anything but that light. <laughs> right. it, it is... But thinking of it more like, like, a, like in Jesus' stance, like, he's probably is kind of ragey too because like that that's a grand metaphorical thing you can get for like from his teaching and things but like right then who is he actually talking about like in this instance he is mad at the pharisees for just doing whatever they want and eventually like that something's going to happen and they're gonna be fucked yeah yeah for real damn i like your perspective Thank you. It's solid. Sorry, I don't know what else to say right this second, but yeah. Um, oh, oh, and then I said, I find it ironic when reading Bible stories like this, because my mom always talked about how it was such a great thing that um, the Bible was written in a, in a way, and God made sure the Bible was written in a way that could be easily understood and... Um, relatable mm-hmm. to everyone, whether you're a child or an adult, man, woman, whether it was in the time of Jesus or today or the future. It's it's just easy for everyone to understand and relate to. And um, <laughs> it's just funny because I'm like, the meaning, the, the actual like moral of this story is yeah it's good that's solid but this is not a story that you would teach to your children because it's (laughs) fucking inappropriate it's just inappropriate there's a reason i never learned this one as a kid but like it's a solid moral yeah Oh, oh i've never read this story until i was an adult oh my pastors loved the servant stuff Mm. never this one but yeah, I don't know. I just think it's funny. And and it's things like this one. Like, even though the moral was really good, my parents would never, ever, ever have read this to me because the themes mm-hmm. in it were like, they're just inappropriate. We we do not, we're not used to people beating people as a normal thing. That's not normal anymore. Like, we don't have masters and servants. Like, there are places that do. There are absolutely places that do. But that is so not normal where where I am, where I grew up, and it has not been for a very long time. <laughs> so, like, it it is not relatable at all. It takes a lot of work and effort to make this understandable. And, and honestly, I have to sit there and reread the verses over and over and over again just because of how they're worded and phrased and the, the language used and the, the grammar used and... I understand it's been translated so many times. It's not me saying that it's bad because of that. It's me saying this is not fucking easy <laughs> to understand. I don't understand why people think that it's easy. It takes a lot of effort. <laughs> mm-hmm. And let's not forget the entire book of Song of Solomon. Like, that was just off limits for children's church, for youth group. Yeah, I for don't children. remember much of anything from that. Because it's a love letter, and it gets real intimate and deep. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> and, steamy. Uh, 
Yeah, it's the steamy book of the Bible. The erotic one. <laughs> um, or at least as close as you're going to get in the Bible. But I was, I was literally banned from reading that book until I was at least 16. There was a vocal ban on that because I asked questions. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I would do as a kid is I would... I was so bad about daily devotions, so I would just open up to a random book and just start at the beginning and start reading. And I opened up to Song of Solomon, and I had a lot of questions. <laughs> and it was banned. I was also, like, seven. So, you know, that's fair. They weren't ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a little shocking. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I have through the servant stuff. Same here. Cool. All right. Oh, I was just going to say, I didn't even put any notes for the rest. I actually forgot that this went to 59 because I ended my notes on 53. It was just more stuff. That, like, like, all of this is just things he's said before in rants about, like, setting the world on fire and causing division and predicting the weather. Then he had something a little new at the end. Like, try to work things out with the person before you have to go to court you know, you will have to account for all of your actions once you get there. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, it, basically, it doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't repent for the bad things, <laughs> yeah, it ain't a good fate. Mm -hmm. But like that, that first part, you know, all of the setting the world on fire, a Bible note kind of confused me on it because Jesus is like, I'm here to set the world on fire. But what will I do if it's already burned? But my Bible note says that that second part is, like, a better translation is, I wish it were already burned. And that seemed very off to me. Yeah. What verse was that? That was for uh, 49. Yeah, like, I did a quick, in my limited skills of, like, Greek, it kind of, you know, using Bible hub and what. And, yeah. um... I can never remember the actual name. It's like Ling Q or something. I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But like even the Greek kind of checked out with that. And it's like, really, what's up with you, Jesus, right now? This doesn't seem right. Like the King James Version. Yeah. Really, it's like, and what will I if it be already kindled? Like that seems more somber rather than like, I don't know, resentful. E yeah, because in mine, I kind of understood that as, like, it's already kindled because it's, like, we suck and we're we're not doing well. Mm. <laughs> we're getting there, you know? That's how I kind of viewed that. But that, like, all of this context makes that seem not right. Yeah. That's, that. I just, I mean, that's all I could find on that. I don't know. This says that they think he was anxious about what he has to do in like in the sense that like when you have a big thing you don't want to do it's like i wish this was already over i wish this was already done so like yeah that's a lot of weight on your shoulders i get mm -hmm. it that's a lot i would wish the world was already on fire too yeah <laughs> oh my god that's a very interesting human thing i was just thinking like because he's just frustrated that nothing he's doing is working. Yeah. Yeah, that's where I was like, this feels... It sounds malicious. It sounds evil. It, yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. 
Then the next part. Um, now I find I find this really interesting because there's a lot of like this is something that I think everyone can probably agree on, and we have lots of different reasons for why we agree on it, though. Um, Jesus says that he came for division, not peace. And that seems really shocking at first, you know, because mm -hmm. it's Jesus. He's peace man. But what he's getting at here is, like, there are people who are going to tell you that I'm not who I say I am. And they're going to, um, they're going to try and basically defile my name. And the people who know me will fight that back, and it's going to create this division. And, um, you know, fathers will, they'll fight with their sons, mothers will fight with their daughters, all of that. And so it's like, I see where they're coming from on that perspective, where, where they, like, I, I get where their point of view is. Um, now, my point of view is that a lot of Christians fail to actually love and respect people who believe differently than them and they take it upon themselves to fix those people and they <laughs> they try to make it better and fix these things that aren't necessarily problems mm -hmm. because which is what they think is wrong they think that it is yeah. yeah just what they think is wrong based on their beliefs rather than respecting the other person's beliefs um and then the others who are who don't see themselves these things as needing to be fixed are fighting back because why are you trying to change me you know but um basically when you're being forced to change when you're being forced to correct these behaviors that you don't see need to be corrected it makes you want to push back more and do your thing more and seeing seeing this divide it does go back that far it absolutely does go back that far um i don't know it's just bizarre to me because that's what what it really comes down to is um we have all these christians who just don't act like christ they they call themselves followers of christ and then they take things to such an extreme that they stop acting like christ it's not that they don't have good intentions but intentions mean jack shit. <laughs> intentions don't mean anything when you are actively hurting people. And that is a big fucking deal. And I've watched as this divide has gotten so much worse as I've gotten older. And, and it's not just that I've gotten older and I see it now. It's that it's actually gotten worse as I've gotten older. <laughs> Amen. The entire, yeah, straight up, the entire 2016 presidential election, like that tore our country apart. That was also the first election I could vote in. So it's like watching how everything changed. I had a year before, before the whole election. So I had a year of seeing seeing what it was like before it escalated in that election year. Mm -hmm. And it was fucking crazy. And it was whiplash coming into adulthood into that. And seeing how that has progressed every single year since. We are to 
such a crazy point, at least in the U.S., I, I have never left the, this country, so I cannot speak for any other country, but <laughs> <laughs> things are fucked here. <laughs> things are fucked here, and we are so divided, and it's such a 50-50 divide, and so much of it comes back to Christianity. Okay, see, I'd want, part of me has always been like, okay, if it's that bad, why don't we just 50-50 it now? Okay, just, just, just like get, get a bunch of grants, people can relocate if they want, and just 50-50 country, but then it's like, hmm, I don't know if I want, I, I don't, I all just all in one area. Well, honestly, I don't know, I'd kind of be down for that. We'd have a whole North Korea, South Korea ordeal. Mm-hmm. That is what would happen. Yeah. I don't want to be in North Korea. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's going to be it's going to be east and west straight up. It's going to be east and west US. <laughs> How are we going to be the United States if we're divided in two? We're just going to be the east states. Well, sorry, we'll the, be the, like the east states and the west states. The democratic states of the Americas and the American Empire. And then I would really like it if Texas just goes off to become its own. It thing. would. It's just separate. Once from that everything. happens, yes. Like <laughs> it's time. Oh my god. And then that would be great. I'm sorry, but at that, they're going to take Mexico too. You know what? No, no, they are not taking they're Mexico. Try. They are not. They they can try all they want. Mexico is too good for them. I agree. <laughs> oh man. Yep. Nope. I'm down. I'm down. If we can have a peaceful dividing of the United States to become the divided states of America, I'm down. But I'm afraid there's always going to be people who's afraid that's like worried like, oh, no, what if the other people are going to get what we have or whatever? Look, and then that we had a whole civil war already. We already had one of those. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that can't happen again because I, f- whole, I believe that we are right on the verge of it. It could absolutely happen again. Um, uh, knock on wood, because fuck that. I don't want to live in a civil war. Nope. Big no. Um, anyways, what was my other point? Oh, the fucking Cold War. Come on. We lived through the Cold War. It was fine. It'll just be the Cold War of the divided nations of America. Okay. Yeah. I've thought this out, dude. I'm down. I'm moving out west, because I will not live... (laughs) I will not live in Trump City. <laughs> Fuck that. Trumptopia. That's what they're going to name the, the, the East. Because I'm sorry, New York. You're just going to have to deal with the fact that the West Coast is getting all of the liberals. That's just happening. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. Mm-mm. No. I'm fighting for the, 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 the American side of Holy Land. You know how much more everything there is on the east side no make them go live out in the desert for a while (laughs) i don't know i don't know man i really really like california yeah it's it's really pretty but it's really hard to get water sometimes yeah but but i want to to live there and and work on that (laughs) because that's a problem we can fix fair and if we have a whole country that actually gives a shit about that, mm-hmm. we'll fix it. Fair. Because we'd actually put our resources to doing that because they're 
not being put to doing that. Yeah. yeah. See, it checks out. Yeah. And if all that fails, I'm moving to Canada or Germany. That's that. Was was there anything else to this? I don't think so. I don't know how we got to this. It was the the division stuff, and then yeah, that that's the end of that whole section now. And yeah, it was just the ramble he gave because some guy pissed him off. Mhm. Straight up. <laughs> I think that's really funny. Oh my god. You ready for the next part? <laughs> yes. Okay. So then the next part is Luke chapter 13, verse 1 to 5. Another short little part. So this one is a little odd because it's not people coming to Jesus. He hears people talking about some people, specifically like a group of Galileans who were murdered during their religious sacrifice by yeah. Pontius Pilate, whether him directly or his men, whatever. And, like, how much God really must have hated them to plan out, like, that whole thing. That's like a Sims-level thing. <laughs> Straight up. Uh, but then yeah. Jesus, like, stops what he's doing to be like, no, that doesn't mean God hates them. It's just, like, really unfortunate timing. Like, it's, it's just, it's, life sucks. And then... He proclaims to them, everyone around, except ye repent, ye shall all likewise perish. He, he's, I think he's still mad yeah. from that last interaction with that one guy. <laughs> but like, I took like that, that perishing thing. It's like a meaning like once you finally stop fearing death, you know, then obviously death won't be something you worry about anymore. That's true. Okay. You said Sims and I, it reminded me when I was reading this part. I was taking a break from my Sims game because I was getting mad because I forgot to save and lost a bunch of stuff. But um, I was like relating Jesus to Sims like because you have like these different moodlets and uh, they like you can do different things with with that and you act how your emotion is. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you can have a, a confidence moodlet. And I just see him like going into this town and he's just got the very confident moodlet and he's just like going around and like trying to tell everybody like what they need to hear. And <laughs> he's just like this, this part of Jesus feels a little bit pompous. Yeah. You know, pretentious might be the right word. Why just this part? He's been this the whole time. I know, but the, these parts, mm -hmm. I shouldn't say this part these parts when he does this he is quite pretentious okay but i did have a thought like a concerning thought mm -hmm. <laughs> sort of um like because i mean he's in jerusalem this is half this just happened there somewhere around there and it's a group of galileans i who knows how much but it's like what if it's just like a big normal family like they're they're traveling down to do an important sacrifice like and they get to the city and it's like they don't really realize what's going on like maybe they're like security is a little tight or something who knows what <laughs> but like you know they go in they they get everything ready but once they slit their goats poncha slit their throats oh my god oh my god that's too good oh that needs to be on a shirt <laughs> i don't know if it's too long for a shirt or what Maybe a tote bag. 
That needs to be on something. Yeah, something on each side, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, that would be so fucking funny. And we could just... Oh my god. Oh my god, what if we put like a little goat on it? Just just the goat head, not not in like a gruesome way. A cute Maybe little goat a, head. Like cute gruesome. Yeah. yeah I'm seeing yeah, like, cute goat head I'm even just seeing like a, a cute little stick goat. And then little oh stick ponchus man, whatever, on the other side, <laughs> stabbing another man. <laughs> That's yes. It. There you go. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yes, yes. Okay. I tried to like figure out more like, okay, who were these people? Maybe, but you know, it's current events. They don't get always get written down. Yeah, you're right. But like gotquestions.org told me that they, they must have died because they were causing a ruckus. But the only reference they have for that is to the verse itself, which mentions nothing of the sort. Oh my God. They were causing a ruckus. They're like, oh, those <laughs> Galileans, they must have been doing something bad. Y'all are just racist. <laughs> uncool but then on the other part because then he gives just another example of the same exact kind of thing it's like would you think god hates these people like so much that that died when a tower fell under like 18 of them he's like no and again except ye repent you shall all likewise perish yup ew i hate i always forget that we read different versions until you quote something from yours <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ew. <laughs> what is this ye talk? <laughs> oh my god, we've come full circle. Ye ye. Oh my god. I don't know how to process that information. We use ye again. It just doesn't mean the same. Mm -hmm. No, it doesn't mean the same. Yeah, dude. About basically it doesn't matter how good you are. <laughs> if you don't repent, you don't have a good fate. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this, though? Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay. You want to do the next one? Yeah. Um. So this one for section... This is Luke 13, 6 through 9. So I don't know if it was the master, but there was this guy who had... He had this fig plant, because I don't know if that's a tree or a vine it's a or tree. what. Tree. And if a, pa a partridge in a... Nope, that's a pear tree. <laughs> There's fig trees. I don't know why I was thinking a fig tree right there. Partridge in a fig tree. Yeah. So, it's a fig. And it has been three years, and it's still not producing fruit. And the guy is like, you know what? Let's just... Let's just take it down. Get rid of it. Uproot it. Toss it. And the gardener's like, well, let me... Let me work with it. Let me put some manure in here. Give give me until next year. We'll see it producing. And if it doesn't, then you can do all that. And uh, yeah. So what I get from that is it takes time, effort, work. It takes a lot to actually get to a place where you're seeing results. So don't be discouraged if you're not seeing results right away. Yes. Because you want to know an interesting fact. Yes. Well, it normally takes three to five years for a fig tree to even produce fruit. I was wondering. I know peach trees are that way. So that's what I was thinking yeah. about the whole time. Lots of trees like that. Yeah. So to me, it just seemed like some rich guy who owned a fig tree went to his gardener. He's like, where's my fruit? I've already waited these three years, you told me. He's like, just, just give it a little more time. Then you can chop it down, yeah. whatever. Yeah, straight up. 
straight up. He's just some entitled dude uh-huh. <laughs> who wanted his fix right now. So, I mean, to me, that then that just felt like more of a don't worry about trying to get, like, all that you want as fast as you can get it. It's like, keep up with you got. Yeah. Especially if you have, like, a good thing going. Absolutely. No, I really like that a lot. Yeah. That's so fucking hard for me, dude. That That is a hard one for me. Because I just... It's not that I want to get all the things right now. It's that I want to finish the things. I want to accomplish all the things right away. Mm-hmm. I get too focused on the goal instead of the journey. So, yeah. And, like, the, the church take on this is, like, more Christians becoming more like Christ. And, like, there's... They, they always use the, the bearing fruit example um in church in sermons wherever any church related thing i've been to (laughs) um for new christians because when you first become a christian you're wanting to share with everybody but you don't have all this fruit yet like you have to grow and learn and produce this fruit um and so you know that's how church you know yeah (laughs) producing fruit was i i don't even know if they entirely knew what they were trying to mean but that was just the always thing produce the fruit you gotta produce the fruit yeah pretty much but um yeah the way i see it is i think that this honestly holds true to most things in life like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be religious or even spiritual i mean nope this is true for working like if you want to see results if you want to get that promotion and that raise you have to put in the work and the effort, and it's going to take time. It's not going to happen overnight. It just won't. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, that's that's just how a lot of things in life are. And I think that that's a really good example. Because I know this one's used a lot, but it's also primarily used when talking about spiritual matters. And it doesn't have to be spiritual. No. And then, like, seeing that and, like, and then saw it more realistically, like, it got me wondering, like, was that actually like the like the reality of what was happening at the time? Like a bunch of rich people on the orchard kept getting impatient, just kept starting over, caused famines or just, uh, at least food shortages. Oh my god, it all makes sense. You just connected that for me. Like it was right there, but you connected it. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it makes sense at least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have anything for this? I wow. I had one thing. Nope. Okay. That was all I had. All I had left was that the Bible notes were taken to mean that this rich man is God and the gardener is Jesus in this instance. So again, that's making God an impatient fool. Yeah. Honestly, that holds true to his character, but they wouldn't like that. (laughs) (laughs) But the note was supposed to be, you know, like to say how great God's patience is because, you know, he listened to Jesus and was like, oh, okay, one more year. We'll, we'll, we'll do it or whatever. It's like, well, he even had yeah. to get to that point. I do find it really funny, though. Like, he's supposed to be this, like, perfect being. Mm-hmm. But he's so impatient and has to be told by his son, hold on, you have to wait just a little bit longer. <laughs> but I want my figs now. <laughs> Like, and this is still just to the the people that were talking about the, the Galileans. Like, I wonder if oh people God, yeah. knew, like, gossiping would catch Jesus' attention. So they're just, you know, like, 
trying to hang around just to get a free sermon out of it. <laughs> if we do bad things, then he'll tell us why we're wrong. Uh-huh. Oh, that's... And we can yeah. live that down forever. <laughs> What's your biggest accomplishment, sir? Well, Jesus once told me that I was a piece of shit. Honestly, yeah. That's <laughs> what he does every time. And so great. I'm in the Bible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Straight up. It's like it's like the then version of, oh my God, I'm on TV. <laughs> I was in the news. It wasn't good, but I was in the mm-hmm. news. Oh my God. So then are you ready for the last part? Yeah. Okay, well that is that one is Luke thirteen, ten to seventeen. Okay. So like Jesus is just kinda sitting there and he sees like this lady who's just all like bent up and crooked, hunched over, like she's just she's just misaligned in every way. And he's like, Hey, come over here. I can I can help you. There's there's no need for this. He finds out like she's it's been like eighteen years. It's like, wow, why, why would someone suffer 18 years? But it's like, nobody else knew how to heal her at that point. So then it's like, yeah. you just got to live with that stuff. That really sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. But he makes her come over. It's like, here, come here. She, you know, I don't know, shuffles her way over. And he lays his hands on her, which sounds to me like Jesus also practiced some chiropractic work. Yeah, dude. And I mean, he must have been pretty good because at the end, the lady glorified God. Yeah, straight up. She, she, she was straightened. Yeah. <laughs> straight up. <laughs> that was an accident, but I'll take it. But like, again, every other time this happens, oh no, it's the Sabbath. And like the religious ruler, it really wasn't specific on who it was, um, hears about it just comes out to give an impromptu speech like this is our day off please everyone come here when we're actually working and then jesus just like uh, yells up hypocrite don't you take care of your oxen and whatnot on your days off it's like surely i contend to this human woman yeah straight up it's like don't you see the hypocrisy yeah and then people rejoice stand and the ruler just backed away in shame so He's starting to win some more votes. Yeah. Is Jesus doing his thing? Yeah. He's always trying to heal disabled people. And it's always on the Sabbath. And there's always people getting mad at him. Well, they're not going to write about it if it's on the other days of the week. I know. (laughs) But yeah, this one was, it, it just was a very short little scene. I don't know. Just a little self explanatory thing. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Like I yeah man I, I like I'd want to go with like some sort of spiritual thing like you shouldn't just wait in there and you know you can just go and get healed you don't have to wait those eighteen years but it's like she had to because there wasn't anyone that could help her probably she did all she could until she yeah. couldn't anymore you know I think it's interesting reading these kind of stories because I'm finding that a lot of the Christians in my life are like the pharisees or i mean these guys weren't necessarily the pharisees but they might have been i don't know didn't say well it was the religious ruler of that healing area that takes the sabbath off it doesn't say it but it adds up yeah okay so we'll stick with that then but like 
the Pharisees were the ones who were so hardcore into their religion that they, like, ignored the actual point of it. They were so focused mm-hmm. on doing it right. And I'm finding that the Christians, I'm not, I don't want a blanket statement that, not all the Christians, a lot of the Christians in my life and that I encounter are the Pharisees. They are doing exactly that. They're so stuck on the semantics and the little tiny details and doing everything just accordingly, forgetting that the world changes and we learn and we grow and that means our spirituality and our religions also grow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like, they forget about the actual roots of what these things mean. And so it's like, it's just funny to me because that's all I can think, like, now talking about this is like, my my dad and I have a really rough relationship, and a lot of that is because he's a Pharisee, straight up. I'm just gonna refer to him as a Pharisee now. I can't unhear there, that, like, unthink that. There there is no difference yeah. that the Christianity is the Pharisee. They just took over. They won because yeah. they killed him. Yeah. Damn. Damn. My freaking oh my god! I have to I have to save that. We have oh my god! <laughs> I'm telling him that. I'm telling him that. That is the exact point of the gospels right here. Like I think if and if more people who didn't believe the Bible, like you know, thought it was cool enough to hey let me just read a gospel or two, then you know they'd even realize that yeah. too. Straight up, it's just like it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It blows my mind this whole time. I was raised by Pharisees. I was just raised by Pharisees. Mm-hmm. That's all this was. And I thought I thought that they were the Peters and the Matthews and the Lukes. Not the Lukes, but the Pauls. I thought they were those. They were not. They were the fucking Pharisees. Are the Pharisees. This is, like, blowing my mind right now, dude. <laughs> I mean, I know this, but, like, I've never had it in this perspective. <laughs> finally have like you put the words to it yeah and it feels good (laughs) so it sounds like you've had some really great realizations this this bible study yeah Yeah. this has been an this has been a good one eye opener yeah okay i kind of had a favorite part before but i'm changing it now okay so now my favorite part is the last bit because it really got me thinking (laughs) it's the same it's the same fucking story over and over again you know Mm -hmm. just a different disabled person each time disabled in a different way and at the end it all means the same thing it's all the same thing sometimes he gets more more um lash back backlash i can't fucking talk (laughs) i was like i was trying that had to be really bad if it was lashback yeah that's why i was like that's not right (laughs) i mean he has used a whip before a whip yeah Oh, yeah. He went nuts. In a good way. Yeah? Maybe. <laughs> I said maybe. I don't think they were consistent <laughs> with that one. No. No. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's the same thing, but it's still, like, just cut different this time. Eye-opening. And they didn't even use Pharisee in this text. Like, I didn't even have the word to associate yeah. it. Like, I don't know why it decided to click with this one. Mm-hmm. With that. I, the other one that I was going to say was my favorite, which was is a love-hate, because it's the servant one. And ultimately, I like how much it makes you think, and I like 
because it is so unnatural to our normal daily life, we don't see servants like this. Um, it makes you think a lot. And I also think that it has an important moral, but it makes you think a lot. Or at least for me, it made me think a lot. Okay, I think my favorite part then was like, um, part where he's like, bad things happening to people doesn't prove that God hates them. And it's like forcing them to question. It's like, you're, you're trying to stick with this God idea in your head so hard that you're trying to make this work out. It's like, do you, do you want this anymore? Yeah. Honestly, that's a good point. Huh. Trying to make this God thing work. Sorry, I just <laughs> like, I like your word choice. I don't even know quite what I said. I just said it. That's okay. Sweet. It was good. I'll hear it later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that was a really cool part, too. I don't think we have any updates, either. Yeah, so just thanks for hanging in there. Yeah. We'll catch you in the next ep episode. Ep episode. I'm keeping that one. Okay, see you, pals. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. Yes, it was. Eplonsode. Sounds like something from uh, Star Trek. Hey, buddies. Mary here. If today's episode sparked something for you or you have questions for us, send us an email at thehighpriestbiblestudy at gmail.com. You can stay up to date on new episodes and merch releases through Instagram or check us out on Facebook if that's more your style at the Bible Study. That's at the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. Check out our subreddit r slash the high priest for references to some things that we've talked about in various episodes as well as some memes. We also have a threadless shop, shop.thehighpriest.show. There's almost always new merch popping up there, so be sure to check back regularly. If you want to and can responsibly donate, but have enough merch, buy us a coffee. Buyusacoffee.com slash the H-I-G-H-B-L-E study. You can donate once or you can choose to donate monthly. Money donated helps us to improve the show and make it better for you as the listener. Or if you want to just make it all that much more simple, all of these links are on our website, thehighpriest.show. Every link I've already mentioned, as well as some different platforms that you can listen to the show on. Rate us and leave us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to subscribe so that you get notified of new episodes directly from the platform that you listen on. Besides, it's that much easier to share with your friends when it's at the top. Thanks again for listening. We appreciate you, and I'll catch you in the next Eplonsode. episode.